1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. we reward prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
3: Huh?
1: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for chumba casino.
3: That's
1: right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: Of Denver's reconfigured team is just days away, and it's not going to be an easy one. Denver and Seattle on Monday Night Football is around the corner and you've got your preview.
1: This is the MHR News, the latest of what's going on in Broncos Country.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey! Hey, Broncos country, I'm Lori Lattimore-Molkman, and this is The Roundup. The Broncos will be playing in prime time to kick off week one, and they will be doing so on the road at one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, Lumen Field, home of the Seattle Seahawks. Not to mention, Russell Wilson will be returning to his old stomping grounds and facing the coach who apparently thinks he can win just as much as Geno Smith or Drew Locke. As he
0: could with Wilson, I'm really excited about this team. I, I love the the makeup. I love the way that they've come together from way back when. Um, I love the leadership. I love the, uh, the speed. Uh, I love our style on, in in all aspects. And and uh, now we need to go out and, and show it and, and and live up to that. You know what the expectations are. And so my expectations are very high. We've been averaging 10 wins a year for the last 20 something years. You know, you think I could think anything different than that? I don't. I don't I don't see any reason my expectations should change at all I don't care what anybody says
2: Wilson is also downplaying the drama of the return and of course had good things to say about his former team You know,
0: I think first of all um, you know my experience in Seattle was uh, one of a kind you know 10, 10 years I, I couldn't imagine those you know those years not being in my life and how special they were and how many games we won and how many amazing thrillers and just uh, you know, super Bowl we won and everything else, so uh, I'm going to think about all those memories and everything else and the joy of that and the gratitude of that. But that
2: doesn't mean Wilson isn't locked in to beating the Seahawks on Monday
0: night. Uh, we got a football game to play, so I'm excited to just get out there and play again. I, you know, I love this game. Um, you know, I'm passionate about it and uh, guess a lot of great teammates. There's a lot of guys I'm super close with on the other side, so it'll be a great battle. I don't really play with a chip on my shoulder. I just I play, play the game with understanding that you know, one, I always want to play with gratitude and joy. Number two is that, you know, for me, you know, I, I, set, um, I set the standard for myself. Nobody else sets it for me. You know, so you want to every time you step on the field, in the practice field or whatever it may be, that is the standard. You want to be the standard.
2: Bronco's new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, is also really looking forward to the test. But he likes to remind local media that this is not his first rodeo. No,
1: I've, this isn't my first game. <laughs> I mean, he's still calling the plays and still going through, you know, the same process you go through throughout the week. There's just a couple other people you got to talk to without the week. But, I mean, in the end, it's a football game. In the end, it's about your preparation. Once you prepare the whole week and you feel great about it, then it's you're on autopilot and ready to make adjustments if you need to.
2: One of the coach's main preparations this week is handling Seattle's defense, arguably the best part of the Seahawks team. With a strong secondary and some big guys up front, namely former Broncos Shelby Harris, the Broncos offense will have a lot to contend with.
1: You know, looking primarily at the defense up to this point, I mean, they're a very good defensive football team. I mean, they've got some huge human beings up front um, with a lot of experience. Uh, You know, they've got, we all know Shelby. Shelby's a really good player. Um, You know, Woods at the nose, he's going to be easy, you know, dominant player up in the middle there. And then, you know, just even in the back end, you look at 33, I mean, golly, I mean, he's a force, you know, gone against him a couple times and I mean, he makes his presence known. So um, people are talking about that transition stuff, but from a defense perspective, (laughs) they sure look. I mean, they look really good right now. And then uh, from an offensive standpoint, I mean, they're still got a bunch of good players there that have made a lot of plays. So it's going to be a heck of a battle.
2: The question for fans in Denver is, will the Broncos let Russ cook? Something this former coach didn't like to do. Based on Hackett's comments this week, it's pretty apparent that that's part of his game
1: plan in the end i want him to feel comfortable out there i want him to run the plays that he thinks he can execute at the highest level uh with anything that might be thrown at him because you never know especially going into a game where you know it's it's a new coordinator so what do you look at do you look at preseason do you look at his past? all those things so that's always um, a little bit difficult so it's more about what kind of plays he feels the best at and i think the same thing with our players for what they've learned up to this point in the offense we want to make sure that they're all executing at a high level versus anything that might be thrown at us
2: As for the Broncos defense, going after Geno Smith is not the same challenge as going after Russell Wilson, but they still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to contend with, making this a great test for Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, and the rest of the secondary to bottle those guys up.
1: For you guys as a secondary, what type of challenge does DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett provide for guys that can stretch you vertically and also across the field? How does that put a little bit of pressure on the defense?
4: Oh yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on uh, on the defense. Um, obviously, Seattle runs the ball really well, so um, that's what helps set up you know their their play action pass. So we got to be able to stop the run. And uh, I mean DK and 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 Lockett. I mean they're they're the best at uh, you know running those two man routes, maybe outside of or on on par with uh, Thielan and and Justin Jefferson. But they they do such a good job, man, of just finding ways to get open, right? And uh, we've seen that for so many years, and everyone knows going in there, you know. Got to eliminate the big plays with DK and Lockett. And in some way, somehow, they always find a way to to squeeze a shot in. And so that's going to be a challenge for us in the secondary. A lot of communication. You know, I talk about that week in and week out. And, uh, you know, it's going to be on full display on Monday night for us in order to execute. It's just going to be a challenge for us in the back end. And uh, obviously, Gino's a great quarterback. You know, he's been in the league for a long time, knows what he's doing, knows what he's looking at. And uh, it's uh, going to be fun to get after it.
2: It will also be a good test for the defensive line to see if DJ and Draymond... Can stop the run and get
1: after the QB. Well, you know, I think it's just the whole defensive scheme, the whole mindset we have of wanting to stop the run. I mean, we've got some really good guys up front, Purcell, all those guys. Josie being back, like you had mentioned, um, they're going to they're going to have to stop the run. I mean, it's a challenge for them to be able to stop number twenty and um, that whole offensive line. They're very good run blocking, very uh, good run blocking offensive line, and very well coached. And so we just have to step up to that challenge because we know that's what they're going to do. What
0: is the key to slowing down Penny or stopping Penny in that
1: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, we got to be able to tackle him. I mean, he shows, you know, throughout all his his past that he can break tackles. And you have to be sure you get two hands on him and wrap him up. Um, So for him, it's just about containing him and understanding that we're going to have to make some good tackles on him because he's got a great stiff arm, he's a downhill runner, and he's got a little shift to him. So um, he's a really good player.
2: Back in Seattle, Geno Smith is putting on a good public face that this is just another game and just another defense.
3: The formula has never changed here. Uh, It's always remained the same. We're a close-knit team. Everybody on this team believes, everyone knows that we can go out and win any game, no matter who we play. And it really comes down to how we execute and how bad we want it. You know, the thing about with with Russell, I mean, what he did in Seattle and, you know, over the course of his career here, can never be taken away or overshadowed uh, because it was such greatness. Uh, Won the most games, you know, for, for any quarterback in history. And so that can never be taken away from him. You know, the things that he's done in the community here, Um, you know, he has longstanding relationships here. And, uh, you know, for that, you know, he should always be loved in Seattle. So
2: the stage is set for tons of drama, but ultimately they have to play football to determine the victor. And that's what they're going to do. Some keys to the game for the Broncos will be exactly what you'd expect. Getting the run game going early so that Russ Wilson can unleash down the field at his will. And then, of course, it will be up to the defense to keep those receivers from getting the better of our secondary. Personally, I would love nothing more than the offense to run up the score. I don't know, like 43 points, perhaps. But the likelihood that this offense comes out firing on all cylinders from the get go is a little much to ask, given that they haven't played in a live game yet. And All the drama surrounding playing at Seattle, Russ Wilson's former home. But I do expect this offense to gain its footing early and make some noise. As Cortland Sutton said during training camp. But we'll find out in a few days. If nothing else, there should be great fireworks and a lot to talk about on Tuesday. So
1: um, yeah, I think there is excitement, but for us, we still have a job to do. So I think it's kind of controlling that excitement and understanding, hey, we're allowed to be fired up and excited, but it's a marathon and we have to be sure we're going out there and executing every play.
2: Now, while Denver is preparing to launch what is hopefully another championship season, they also spent some time this week looking back at the most recent one in 2015 because former Broncos wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders is choosing to hang up his cleats. And he's
3: doing so as a Bronco. Proud to stand up here before you guys and say that I chased down that dream and it was one hell of a ride. I'll never forget hoisting that Lombardi trophy and riding on that fire truck next to my son, Demarius Thomas, during the parade with a million people in attendance. That was one of the best days of my life. The memories in this building I will cherish forever.
2: Sanders was one of the more underrated free agent signings in 2014 when John Elway went out and put together some of the final pieces of his Super Bowl-winning defense. But Sanders brought a new dimension for Peyton Manning to the high-flying Broncos offense, and even kept the offense above water after Manning's retirement. Proof that Sanders is an elite wideout is that he gained over a 1,000 yards, even with Trevor Simeon as his quarterback. But of course, his greatest contributions came in tandem with Demarius Thomas, his teammate and friend. During that 2015 run, it saw Denver host the Lombardi for a third time. Sanders was all love for his former teams, but especially the one that got him a ring.
3: Oh, uh, it took off! It took off! You know, playing with Peyton, 2014 was able to go to a Pro Bowl. 2015 went to the Super Bowl, and then he retired, and that was tough. But uh, still had some good years around here with Trevor Shumi. 16 went to the Pro Bowl, but 14 and 15, I think. You know, when I touched down in this city, this city was already on fire, you know, from in 2013, they had one of the most prolific offenses in the history of the NFL, you know, so uh, I knew what I was going to be able to do, but coming here in 14 with the key, T.J. Ward, DeMarcus Ware, that free agency clash. I mean, you got to think we were sitting around playing dominoes, having the time of our lives, but winning games, I mean, it was just, it was some of the best years of my life, if not, you know, or my career, if not the best. So those those times and those moments, I'll never forget. i always cherish those times.
2: In his first two years with Denver, Sanders had over a thousand yards, nearly getting 1,500 his first year. And he and Demarius Thomas combined for over 3,000 yards, one of the few wide receiver tandems to ever do that.
3: Enough. When we were here in 2014, it's only three receivers in the history of the NFL that's ever went over 3,000 yards together. So that just goes to show what type of bond we have, what type of friendship we have, what type of relationship we had. For only three receivers in the entire in the history of the NFL to go over 3,000 yards. That's a bond that's unbreakable. That's two brothers coming together to, trying to do something special. In the following year, we were able to win a Super Bowl. So the energy that that me and him had is unmatched it's unmatched and it goes to show the stats will tell you that you know one of my fondest memories is just me and him out there on the practice field and just hearing his laugh and just man just dude he he really did like Peyton took my game to another level but Damaris took my game to another level too because he didn't say much but he would walk up to you real quiet and tell you just little stuff that he would see and then just from a friendship standpoint, just was always there. I knew that I could call him at two in the morning, three in the morning. If I had anything, he gonna pick up and he's gonna be there for me, and so. Bobby Levita, 175 pounds. There's not too many cats that, that's, that's like me. There's not too many catches like me. I'm different. truthfully. pound for pound. I feel like I'm the champ. (laughs) Pound for pound. And and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of 5'11", 175 pounds, sometimes 173 pounds. I'm proud of that. That's a mindset thing. That's a mental toughness thing. I'm proud of that. Right? It's big plays. At one point, you can sit back and say, this guy, 5'11", 173 pounds, went all the way to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl from Belleville, Texas, stood at the top of the top of the mountain. That's a mindset thing. That's a physical thing. That's different. I'm different. And I take pride in that.
2: Nothing but love for you, E. Nothing but love.
3: 2022 20, Broncos. Let's ride. Oh, what he it? Let's ride. That's right.